the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The U.S. is dispatching an aircraft carrier and other military resources to the Middle East. Military affairs analyst, retired Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis, says the Iranians are threatening U.S. forces in Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, and Iraq. They do have the means, as we've seen in Israel, with 700 rockets uh, attacking into Israel uh, from Hamas and Islamic Jihad, that uh, they are beginning to attract some attention. The U.S. is deploying the USS Abraham Lincoln Carrier Strike Group and a bomber task force to the U.S. Central Command region, an area that includes the Middle East. President Trump says he's looking into offering athletes at the nation's military academies a waiver to play pro sports before they serve on active duty. At ease. As he honored the U.S. Military Academy's football team with the Commander-in-Chief's trophy, the president praised some of its stars and says they should be able to go pro right after graduation. And they'll serve their time after they're finished with professional sports. The Pentagon two years ago rescinded such a policy, with then-Secretary Jim Mattis saying the service academies exist to develop future officers, and graduates would serve first. They now have to spend two years on active of duty before applying for reserve status. The Pentagon says it's unaware of any impending changes. Sagar Magani at the White House. Also at townhall.com, the House Judiciary Committee is moving to hold Attorney General William Barr in contempt of Congress. Chairman Jerry Nadler has announced a Wednesday vote after Barr missed a deadline this morning to submit the full unredacted Mueller report. Meanwhile, the Justice Department is proposing a meeting to reach an acceptable accommodation with the committee. That meeting would also be on Wednesday. At the closing bell, stocks finished lower after trade talks remain up in the air. The Dow was down 68 points, the Nasdaq down 40. More on these stories at townhall.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. A couple minutes after four. Thank you for tuning in. Had a gorgeous day. Still have a gorgeous day. 71 the high, then down to 50 with clear skies tonight. Tomorrow, sunny, high 80. Beautiful. Phillies won yesterday. They're at St. Louis starting a three-game series with the Cardinals tonight. And the Sixers lost last uh, night to our yesterday afternoon to Toronto. Series tied two games apiece with game five tomorrow in Toronto at 8 o'clock. Today, we have a gentleman who was on our program last Friday, except this time we get to have him for the whole hour. Michael Woolworth from Bible League International. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Hey, Tim. Great to hear your voice. Great to be on, and uh, great to be on doing kingdom business with uh, your listeners. Who uh, Can I use some baseball speak? Every time we come in the spring and we do this kingdom business, we may focus different parts of the world and different uh, groups of Christians, but they always hit it out of the park. I think they say, you know, how could you 
grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus without a Bible. And so yeah. it's something that we've seen uh, just overwhelming outpouring of support. We thank God for that. We know it's because you've got wonderful listeners who really take the gospel very, very seriously. So it's good to be with you this hour. And, um, uh-huh. you know, Philly's got a special place in my heart. My wife and my son and his uh wife have twins. They're brand new babies. They're there in Philly. Wow. And so that has become our home away from home. Home is Chicago, but Philly's our Philly's our new home. So and and for special reasons. That's great. That's <laughs> how old are the are the grandkids? The twins are about five weeks old, wow. uh, Tim. So if you were to talk to my son, Elliot, and his wife, Rachel, they're in the greater Philly area, they would tell you, we're very tired. <laughs> I said, you know what? That'll come in like the year 2020. So just enjoy it while you can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and one of the neat things also about having you on, as we are working to support the work of Bible League International, as you mentioned, is all over. We're focusing on one particular aspect, the persecuted church around the world. It's something people hear about, but maybe uh, tangibly, like, well, I'm not really sure what I can do. I, I'd like to do something. And so the Bible League certainly a very practical, fundamental way of doing so. Yeah, it really is. Let me share a couple statistics with you. Every five minutes, somewhere in the world, a Christian is put to death for no other reason other than their faith. So by the end of the average hour-long worship service in America, Tim, 12 Christians will be martyred somewhere in the world. And even though death is extreme, when we talk about persecution, we're not saying it happens in every case, but I can tell you that after 81 years in ministry, our Genesis came Good Friday, 1938, we at Bible League know many Christians by name in villages, in places all over the world who are being discriminated against, beaten and jailed. Some die for their faith, again, simply because they name the name of Jesus. A couple of other statistics here from sources we trust. Pew Research and Christianity Today, they cite 2018, last year, as the most violent year in modern history for Christian persecution. They've also identified that Christians by far are the most persecuted religious body in the world. And we can tell you Bible League having a strong presence in these three places that Christian that uh, persecution is at an all time high. And I'm speaking of China, India, yeah. and the Middle East. It's a part of the world that I came back from just a few weeks ago. I want to tell you about some of the folks that I've met there. So Tim, by spending a few moments on this very tough topic today, you know what we're doing? We're following Paul's admonition in 1 Corinthians 12. He says, if one part of the body suffers, and I would say even half a world away, we all suffer together. And so if you've ever tuned in, you've heard the news, maybe the news over the weekend about uh, the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, some of the missiles that have been shot back and forth, people have died. If you ever hear that as it relates to Christian persecution, you say, what can I possibly do? What can I possibly do in the greater Philly area? <clears throat> then today is your day, because we're here to do kingdom business to the tune of $5 a Bible. We'll get a Bible into the hands of a believer, whether that's Portuguese or Mandarin, um, Spanish, uh, Arabic. Again, I mentioned uh, the Middle East was a part of the world that I visited recently. We'll do that. People ask, how can you do that? Well, after eight decades in ministry, we've been able to firm things up, yep. and we can do this for about $5 a Bible, Tim. And there's two ways for your listeners to get involved today. Um, we have operators standing by. It's about a two-minute call. We train them to get you on, get you off very, very quickly. And the number is 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-937-9673, 800-YES-WORD. 
we're suggesting a gift of maybe $100. That would be Bibles for 20 persecuted believers today. Uh, $35, you know, if 100 is too much, how about $35? That's Bibles for seven believers. Again, 800-YES-WORD, or you can click the Stand With Them banner found front and center at WFIL.com. But, Tim, great to be with you today. I appreciate your passion and your joys. We work toward a goal of 2,200 Bibles. Yeah, Michael Woolworth is our guest with Bible League International. On his business card, it says Storyteller, which is a good thing to have because uh, I think people can resonate with stories and they can understand on a practical level, like, you know, paint a picture for me. So maybe we can do that here in a minute. I, I wanted to touch on something, though, you, you said uh, earlier there a, mi- a minute ago. On a very sensitive topic, you know, the persecuted church and some of the things that you've uh, heard about and, and talked directly with people about, I, I liken it to once in a while you might go to church and you're like, and maybe your kids are with you like, oh, this is kind of a hard topic today. Maybe you guys should go to Sunday school early. <laughs> you know, today's topic's not that easy, but it's, but it's very real. And the fact that we are all part of the same body, it's important to not let the disconnect that's easy to be there stay there. So I'm glad that you're able to Amen. paint these pictures for people to help awaken us a little bit because it's very easy to just kind of cruise along on our path. And, you know, we have our own troubles. And, and Bible League works in America, too. So it's not like it's just all about other continents and other countries. So anyhow, that's a, just so people are listeners as you listen in today. You're aware of that. Well said. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well said. Yeah. So go ahead. I mean, I don't know if you had a particular part of the world you wanted to delve into. You said you were in the Middle East uh, not that long ago. So I don't know if that's freshest in your mind or if there's another part of the world you want to chat about a little bit or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's linger in the Middle East for, for a few moments okay. if, if we can. And you know this part of the world, it's in the news all the time, right? you got conflict, suffering, pain, and loss. And it's not like this is new. This dates back for millennia, right? I mean, this has been in the news since uh, Bible times, right? right? And, of course, you know this part of the world, too, because of what? Sunday School 101. I mean, it's in this part of the world where life began where the church began 2,000 years ago. And again, uh, Tim, I was there wondering if in a place like the Middle East, where you look around the the statistics, what's it say? If you look around at 10 people, on average about nine and a half are Muslim. Many of those are militant Muslims. And I thought to myself, you know, with that type of uh, breakdown, the church must either be the retreating bride of Christ. How could she be the radiant bride of Christ? And so uh, a couple of colleagues from Bible League traveled with me. We did this in February of this year, but we went uh, to places like, again, Jordan, Iraq, Syria, parts of the world that you know about. And um, all the Christians we're talking about today, Tim, are believers that we've encountered at Bible League. I can tell you that they've been evangelized. They've professed faith in Christ. They've done that by way of a Bible League program called Pro- Project Philip, who's Philip. He's the evangelist in Acts 8 that leads the Ethiopian eunuch to faith in Christ. You right. might remember that text. Absolutely. Where this high official in the court of Queen Candace is reading this text from Isaiah. And Philip says, "Can you do you understand this? He said, how can I unless somebody would explain it to me? So Philip explains that this man is reading about the Messiah who has come, right? The suffering servant of Jesus. And we know that he goes on to profess faith. He's baptized. We have every reason to believe that he's connected to a local church there, and then Philip, the text tells us, is sort of taken off to the next place to evangelize. That's the work of an evangelist. So then the spirit of that Philip, we help create Philips all over the world who are positioned to be able to share Christ, 
even where it's difficult, Tim. And so these are the Christians we're talking about today. Again, they're connected to a local evangelical church, uh, in most cases, a few months into their walk, right? So there's a tremendous amount of pressure from families. If you've left uh, Islam, let's say, and your family is steeped in Islam, it has been for generations, often you're looked at as bringing dishonor in the family. That would be true of uh, Hinduism. It would be true of Buddhism. We'll talk about it as we go along, but we promised them a Bible at the end, and this is what we've been telling your listeners year after year after year when we come in the spring we do this kingdom business, that we're promised them a Bible uh, in their language because they're really in a good place having come through this Project Philip Bible study to begin their walk with Jesus Christ. What is Project Philip? Again, it's Christianity 101. How is, how is Jesus both God and man? What's it mean to die to self? What's it mean to put on Christ? Uh, when Jesus says, if you want to be great in this kingdom, you've got to learn to serve. And so those things are, are um, covered in this Bible study, and many, many people all over the world, in fact, 52 million over the course of 80 years in ministry, have come to place their faith in Jesus Christ using that little six-by-nine booklet, this Bible study called Project Philip. So we promised them a Bible, and we're just asking you today, would you help us make good on that? But I'd love to just take a breath, let you give the phone number and the website, and then let me come back and tell you, about Ahmed, this 14-year-old that I met in the Middle East only a few weeks ago. Absolutely. The toll-free number is 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-YES-WORD. Or if you want to have the numbers themselves, 800-937-9673. Or right in our homepage, WFIL.com. There's a big banner there. Can't miss it. It says, Stand With Them. Bibles for the Persecuted Church. We are chatting with Michael Woolworth. He is with Bible League International. The uh, simple, uh, one of the reasons I think that this, uh, you know, partnership works every year is because it's so fundamental just to have a Bible. If you want to follow the Lord, part of it is reading his word. And Mm -hmm. as Romans 12 talks about having your, your mind transformed by, you know, by the, you know, have your lives transformed by the renewing of your mind, just taking time to read and hear God's voice. And uh, so that's what, uh, this is a huge part of that. The Bibles are $5 a piece, which is great news, very doable. And again, the suggestion, folks, maybe do uh, seven for a $35 contribution or 20 for $100, whatever you can do. It's very easy. I went to the website myself and just looked through. It's a you know, very quick process, whether people call or, or go online. So, uh, yeah. So, and one other quick note, you mentioned these are in the languages. I, I think it's fantastic to think about the fact that, I mean, it's kind of obvious that you would hope for that, but to have these Bibles in all these countries for these people to be able to understand and not have to have someone else explain it to them, you know, every time they want to read it, that's not a gimme, you know? English is not spoken well, every I single place. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Tim, whatever we do these campaigns, and this happened at your station maybe a year ago. Somebody ran down to the station. They had a box of Bibles in the – I can't remember if it was in the basement of the garage, but very excited. They heard about the need, wanted to do something, and so they rushed down with a box of, of English Bibles. The problem is if you're half a world away – and you speak Mandarin or Portuguese or Arabic, and an English Bible does you no good. Now, they were able to direct those somewhere in the greater Philly area, and I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for that listener, right? That's that's who your listeners are. They've got big hearts. But I like to say that God has allowed the heavy lifting to happen, and that Bible League has translated many of the versions of the Bible that these believers will be reading. And Tim, it's safe to say this will be their first Bible and probably their only Bible for this side of eternity. Why? Most of these believers 
live where they can't access a Christian bookstore or a discount retailer. You know, it's big business here in America to go to even a discount retailer, you know, the Walmarts and Targets of the world, and find a Bible. Maybe not the version you're looking for, but there's definitely are Bibles there. And of course, any, uh, you know, online retailer is going to be able to almost drop a, a box into your uh, you know, your front yard with, with a drone or something. That's likely <laughs> right. not going to happen in the parts of the world that we're talking about today. So I think on a very, very special note, uh, in a somber note, in fact, the Bibles that you send today will be the first Bible and likely the Bible that these believers carry with them through life. So I know we're up against a break here in a few moments, but you know we're going to talk about Ahmed here in a moment. But the 50 believers that he's led to Christ, they will be on the receiving end of the Bibles. And he's praying for hundreds more for others that are being evangelized right there in the Middle East. And so uh, keep that in mind as, as you get in uh, as you get involved today, let me throw out one more quick number. It's 12. What is that? It's a multiplier. We've noticed after eight decades in ministry a trend all over the world, Tim, and it's this. When somebody finally gets a Bible in their own language, somebody that we've connected with at Bible League, on average they impact at least a dozen people. Now, I don't know that we can say that for every single Bible, but there's an average of about 12 poor Bible. And I can tell you, people today that we'll talk about that have influenced and led anywhere from 50 to 100 to 200 people to Christ. And so that average doesn't always stay right about 12. But think about the opportunity. One Bible will impact about a dozen people. You mentioned that gift level of $100 today. That's Bibles for 20 persecuted believers. If you do the math, and I'm horrible at it, I know it works out to be dozens and dozens of Christians right now impacted for the cause of Christ with just one Bible, or in this case, the gift of 20 Bibles. So that's what we're about today. And you're right. I'm glad you pointed that out. They'll get a Bible in the language that they speak. And that's so important, again, when you're in a place like the Middle East where getting a Bible or China is so, so difficult today. We'll talk about that as we go along today, but $5 sends a Bible. How many can you send today? That sounds excellent. We'll, we'll share some of those stories. Michael Worth is with us from Bible League International. Again, the number toll-free, 800-YES-WORD. If you'd like to help out, WFIL listening family rallying together to make this happen. We're hoping to provide 2,200 Bibles uh, in the end and you know between today and uh, you know tomorrow. But right now, like one step at a time gets us there. So whatever you can do, 800-YES-WORD is the number, 800-937-9673. Just click the Stand With Them banner right at WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 419, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Just a quick heads up, we're working on having a nice conversation with Mike Gallagher, who you just heard in that little promo for Stand With Israel. He's one of a talk show host that our parent company, Salem, has, and uh, he's traveling to Israel. We'll get him on the show at some point, looks like in the next couple of weeks, to chat further about that trip. Uh, but first, we continue along now. Very excited to have Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. They have been doing uh, kingdom business for 80 years around the world. Millions of Bibles have, and mi- millions of uh, people have been blessed in multiple continent, continents and countries. And we are focused on the persecuted church around the world. We've been talking about the Middle East. If you want to help out, the number 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. It's 800-937-9673 or WFIL.com right there. Stand with them. Bibles for the Persecuted Church is a banner there that you can click. Our goal is 2,200 Bibles uh, by the time it's all said and done. Very doable. It's $5 a piece, even if it's uh, 
You know, you don't have much, even if you did one Bible. That'll that'll help. Everybody doing their part. Mm. If you could do uh, a seven for Amen. 35 or 20 for 100, maybe you're like, what? Five bucks? Let me do $1,000. I'll, I'll give a 200 <laughs> Bibles out. Whatever it is. I'm sure you see that sometimes, Michael. Someone gets like, you know, everybody loves a bargain. So <laughs> to be able to think you could bless that many people in one shot, some people can do that. You know, so well, you know, somebody in another city, we do this campaign uh, on wonderful Christian stations like WFLI, uh, WFIL all over the country. But somebody wanted to do a thousand Bibles. We talked about a particular village in China, and they said, I want to take care of all thousand that's needed right now wow. in that house church. So, yeah, that is possible. We'll make sure that we get the decimal point in the right place. But it's a quick call, two minutes, and the transaction online, it's about two minutes as well. But think about the benefit that will come, especially if you've heard of Christian persecution, you know, the Sri Lanka Easter tragedy, and you think, what can I possibly do? I want to do something. What can I do? Well, really, today is your day, and we'll draw on the experience I had just a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago in the Middle East. I'd love to tell you about a man by the name of uh, Ahmed. Is a good time for to do to uh, do that? Oh, yeah, sure. All right, good, good. And as I do that, let me uh, give you the number, 800-YES-WORD, 800 Y-E-S-W-O-R-D, $5 sends a Bible. Kenneth of Philadelphia, thank you for this gift. 20 Bibles. Eric of Hatfield, 10 Bibles. Shelley of uh, Downingtown, uh, 20 Bibles. And then imagine the multiplier. We talked about 12 impacted with every Bible sent. It's a lot of Christians right now, a lot of people impacted as you go to the phones and go online and become Bible senders. So I was in the Middle East uh, back in uh, February. We went knowing that in most of those countries, Christians, in fact, all of those countries, Christians are a minority. Where I was, close to around Iraq and uh, Syria and Jordan, you could look around and knowing statistically that every 10 people that you see, about nine and a half, figure that out, uh, are Muslims, and some of those, many of those, are militant Muslims. We, act a, we asked a few of them, um, why are you a Muslim? And they would say, oh, well, my, my parents are, are Muslims, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, uh, east and west, my aunts and uncles and siblings, we're, we're all, we've all been raised in the Muslim faith. That would be sort of the response that you would get. But let me tell you about a group of Christians that we met literally only a few miles from the Syrian border. We were in, in, at an evangelical church. Uh, this was on a Saturday, so Friday's the holy day there in the Middle East where uh, Muslims would gather at uh, their local mosque and would say their, their their prayers. But on Saturday morning, I can tell you that hundreds of Muslims, Tim, were coming to this evangelical church literally just a few miles from the Zatri refugee camp. There's about 100,000 refugees all forced out of Syria under the, the Assad regime with the civil war that's been there for a long, long time. It's very, very complicated. But I can tell you, as these um, people began to um, assimilate into nearby communities, we saw so many women in the full burqas, the hijabs. Uh, some of those would have been uh, extreme. We found out that many were widowed. Their husbands died either fighting for or against ISIS. But they were coming and they were being ministered to by these believers. Some of the women were being taught Arabic for the first time in their lives. At 65 years of age, because of their social standing, had never been able to learn to read and write in Arabic. And yet that was coming true for them at the hands of Christian women that were taking a great interest in them. But one of the sons I met of one of the women there was a boy by the name of Ahmed. Tim, he's 14 years of age, and at age 12... He was recruited by a violent imam to become a suicide bomber. So the fate of those bombers just a few weeks ago on Easter in Sri Lanka would have been Ahmed's fate. He was being primed 
to be a suicide bomber, to either, again, bring harm to Jews, Christians, or dissenting Muslims in the Middle East. Here's what happened. His mother and siblings, there were seven siblings, big family, became believers. And I can tell you that because of uh, his subscription to violent Islam, he viewed them as infidels. In fact, one of them dead. And the story is this. His mother prayed nonstop for her son, Ahmed, because she knew his plight, right, was to kill himself, was to blow himself up uh, under the tutelage of this violent imam. Let me tell you what happened. Uh, he came to faith in Christ. Um, he was beaten within an inch of his life. The violent associates that he hung around with beat him because they knew he was a Christian now. They said, we'll find you and we will kill you. And I can tell you, they left the town that is the former hometown of one time the number one terrorist in the world, a man by the name of Zarqawi. And if you can remember post 9-11, yeah. when the United States went to the Middle East to try to shut down these terrorist networks, we always heard about this man Zarqawi. That's the town that this young man left. But I can tell you that he has gone on to be trained by Bible League to share Christ. He and I sat kneecap to kneecap. Now, I don't speak Arabic. He didn't speak English. But through a translator, he was able to tell me with tears in his eyes, Tim, he said, Michael, they called me Michelle, the French pronunciation of my name there. <laughs> yeah. But he said, there are hundreds of men, boys, just like me in my age range, 10 to 20 years of age, who are going to do suicide missions. He said, we've got, I've got to get the gospel to them. At 14 years of age, Tim, I'm peddling baseball cards with my buddies, but here's a young man that had experienced executions of loved ones, neighbors, people back in Syria. We didn't press him on that. He had been beaten to within an inch of his life. Uh, he has no home. I mean, he's a refugee. He's a Syrian refugee, and yet he is squarely focused on Jesus. And again, with tears in his eyes, he asked me, Michael, Michelle, he said, we need Bibles. And I said, Ahmed, I'm taking your message, your plea, to WFIL in Philadelphia. I promise it will not fall on deaf ears. And so I am pr praying today that you'll help us make good on this promise to 14-year-old Ahmed, only two years ago, sold out to violent Islam. But God has had a different plan for this young man, and he's led 50 young men to Christ there in the Middle East. He and his associates who are now believers, are witnessing about 300 people right now. And so they're praying for hundreds of Bibles uh, in Arabic. I can tell you the need is for thousands of Bibles, but in Ahmed's case alone, uh, that's the need. Tim, i got a 14-year-old. My heart just breaks when I think of Ahmed. I always ask my associate there in the Middle East, how is Ahmed doing? Because I know they've got a bounty on his head. But I'm so encouraged by um, his deep burden to see the gospel go forth, even in the Middle East. $5 will send a Bible. We've got a goal of 2,200 Bibles. I'd love for us, before we move on, to see some of your listeners take care of this need for 300 Bibles right there in the Middle East, not far from the border of Syria and Jordan, for this young man, Ahmed, a former jihadist, now a follower of Jesus, praying for the Word of God in Arabic. Yeah, Michael Woolworth with uh, Bible League International, our guest. I actually have a little sound from that uh, from that time you were there, I believe. Is it a good time to play a little bit of that? Absolutely, yeah. This Cut 21 from Yazan. Please do. Yeah, here we go. He, he was uh, in Syria, and he's Muslim background. They, they start coming to the church, and uh, all of these families, they are baptized. Uh, uh, father, mother, and three sons. They are converted, and they are baptized to obedience the word. It's... Uh, became a very hard to them to attend the church because uh, many people 
came to them and uh, threatened, if you go to church again, we will kill you. If you uh, said, I'm a Christian, we will kill you. Cannot imagine, hmm. cannot imagine living under that kind of pressure. A lot of us are struggling to say, do I want to go to church today? I'm so tired. I was out mm-hmm. on a long weekend. <laughs> and he's th- he'd be threatened with his life if he shows up at church. Yeah, that's a pastor he's on. And, um, you know, I wondered if he was speaking in hyperbole or exaggerating what's going on there. And he's not, Tim. I mean, that really is the norm in a place like the Middle East. It's the norm in a place like India, even China more so. If you're following the news, you know, the government there is doing everything they can to criminalize Christianity. And, you know, you're not going to hear this sort of the extent of what we're talking about today on you know, your favorite cable news in the evening or your morning paper. That's why this time is so, so valuable. And listeners, I've said this before, you're tuned to a station that takes the gospel very, very seriously. You've got a host, and Tim DeMossett has a burden to see the word go forth. And again, our prayer right now, before we go to break, is to see enough listeners go online, go to the phone to take care of this need for 300 Bibles in the Arabic language for these Arabic-speaking Christians there in the Middle East. Most have no homes, as uh, you just heard from the soundbite. This is actually a different family, not Ahmed's, but even one of his, one of his buddies. That's the plight. They told them, if you continue to go to, to church, if you call yourself Christians, we're going to kill you. And Tim, you're absolutely right. Most of us can only imagine uh, hearing that or having our uh, safety put at risk as we uh, just try to go out and go to church in the morning. How many times, you're right, how many times do I grumble about finding a parking place close enough, right, or the coffee's not hot enough? I mean, listen, I, I meet these heroes of the faith, and it really is convicting to me. But today's an opportunity to put your faith into action, to put your Christian love into action. You know, love's a verb. And we want to do that today and ask you to become a Bible sender. Again, let me ask this. $5 will send a Bible. How many can you send today? Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, our guest. The toll-free number to help out, 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-937-9673. Right in our homepage at WFIL.com as well. There's the Stand With Them Bibles for the Persecuted Church banner, and you can help out uh, something I like to remind people as you're tuning in, uh, our goal working with Bible League is 2,200 Bibles for the persecuted church. So my experience, you know, I've been living on this planet now for a number of years, and the the Lord has, um, I guess, taught me, impressed on me that, you know, whatever you can do matters. So don't think that because you can't do a huge amount that you shouldn't do anything um, it, it, I personally, I I love it when a lot of people just do a little basic something because then they can have some ownership over it and mm-hmm. feel like their lives matter. They did something. Uh, so be encouraged. And it, even for us as a station to do 2,200 Bibles, you mentioned earlier, Michael, you know, there are a lot more that are even needed, but that shouldn't stop us from doing 2,200, mm-hmm. right? So we have to get our minds around, this is what we can do as a WFIL listening family. And let's say, this is a good thing. Let's affirm that. And, and take ownership over it and celebrate it. So uh, don't let don't let not you know uh, the fact we can't save everybody. I mean, there's only one person who's qualified to save everybody, and he's already laid his life down. So this is just us doing our piece, our part at this time and space in the world. So if you're hearing Michael speak and share the story of Ahmed, and you're and you're thinking 14 years old, my daughter's 15. I can't imagine her being in that position. You know, mm-hmm. let's empower Ahmed to be able to go do this. 
on the front lines. And as a side point to this, Michael, you're sharing about the fact that these Bibles could theoretically then be used to help bring other potential suicide bombers to Christ. You may actually save lives, very practically speaking, by helping them change their trajectory of, of where they were heading with their lives. Well, when you think about the tragedy in Sri Lanka only, what, a few weeks ago on Easter, I mean, that's what happened. Eight or nine people uh, made a pact with their local imam, their local mullah. We're not saying that everybody that follows Islam is extreme. Please understand that. But that definitely was the case for that handful of people that became martyrs for Islam. But that's not the case for Ahmed. It was. He was, he was, hey, listen, he was poised to do that. Make no mistake about it. As we sat there and I was kneecap to kneecap with him, I had a digital recorder with me, Tim. The pastors, um, some people that are very close to him were all nodding. They were saying, this, this is the truth. This was his plight. This was his fate. But God had another plan for him. And again, 50 young men between the ages of 10 and 20 have come to faith as a result of Ahmed having this intolerable burden, tears in his eyes, telling me the burden that he has for these young men. You know, I was able to ask him, I said, hey, Ahmed, tell me what your Bible means to you. And so he told me through the translator, he said, you know, as it relates, it, it, it helps me understand why there's so much tension. He said, Jesus said, they, they hate you because they hated me first. He said, Paul said to Timothy, if we're going to live godly lives in Christ, we will be persecuted. He said, we count on this to happen. But he also said with a smile on his face, he said, Michael, I can turn to this scripture. And what's it say? Stand firm in the faith, be courageous. And so again, I am asking you today, listeners, help us fulfill this promise to Ahmed. We want to be able to tell them those Bibles you're praying for more than even an end to the persecution. This man's got a bounty on his head. This young man has got a bounty on his head. More than anything, those Bibles you're praying for, they're coming. They're coming. We're going to take a brief break. Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, kind enough to spend some time with us today and help us get a global perspective of, of the gospel and how we can step into other parts of the world and be a blessing. As we go to our break, here's the number again, 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-937-9673 or WFIL.com. Click the Stand with Them Bibles for the Persecuted Church banner right in our homepage. Help out however you can. for one Bible, seven uh, Bibles for $35, $20 for $100, whatever you can do. uh, It's great news that the individual one is very doable, just a $5 contribution. So help out how you can. We would love to march toward and make systematic progress toward uh, a goal of 2,200 Bibles in our partnership with Bible League International. Back with more in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 37, there we go, 437, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. We're going down to 50 with clear skies tonight, sunny tomorrow, high of 80. Bills beat Washington yesterday. They start a series at St. Louis tonight. Uh, and the Sixers playing at Toronto tomorrow, 8 o'clock. Their series tied at two games a piece. We have Michael Woolworth with Bible League International on with us. He has uh, been with Bible League for a lot of years, and he's seen a lot of things, and he's kind of our eyes and ears around the world as we work in this particular case to bring Bibles to folks, uh, persecuted church around the world. And I guess the continents we're focused on, the Middle East we've been talking about, but also Latin America and uh, Asia and Africa too, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, Tim, great to be with you today. Thank you, listeners, for not merely tuning in today, but becoming uh, Bible senders, getting involved. Uh, Richard of Somerset, Seven Bibles. Cheryl of Philadelphia, Seven Bibles. Uh, John and Gail of Horsham, 20 Bibles. Can I tell you about the phone call I had with John and Gail real quick, Tim? I called them just to say, thank you for your gift. You know, I know we're still sort of on the heels of um, of, of tax season, you know, people can be tight-fisted this time of the year as they plan for vacations, etc. But I said, Gail, why'd you give? Of course, I thanked her for a gift. She said, Michael, it occurred to me, if this were, a, you know, an adult child or an old college roommate or, you know, a relative, you know, on the other side of the country, you would do anything you could to get them a Bible so they could grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. She said, it occurred to me, having heard the spots and Tim's preview and all that, she, he said, she said, these are my spiritual. This is my spiritual family. I do have a responsibility uh, and a privilege to get them the Word of God. So that exemplifies who your listeners are. Thank Gail for her gift. Again, John and Gail in Horsham. And uh, that really exemplifies uh, how your listeners think about this. So $5 will send a Bible. We're suggesting $35 for seven Bibles. $100 will send Bibles to 20 persecuted believers. We have a goal of 2,200 Bibles. As Tim said earlier, we can't solve this for every Bibleist persecuted Christian in the world, but together, WFIL and Bible League have said, let's do this. Let's do it during the month of May for 2,200 Christians, and we'd love to be at this goal, at least a big part of it taken care of by the time we wrap up tomorrow evening. Tim, I've got the pleasure of being on with you both today and tomorrow. Yeah. And again, so many of these stories our return on investment stories. What do I mean? We come every May and we do kingdom business. And so in so many of these cases, we've asked for Bibles previously. And look what God is doing with his word. He promises, you know, it will not go out and return void. And that's what we're hearing today. What do you normally hear from the Middle East? It's pain, suffering, sorrow, loss, death. And yet we're saying, no, no, if you can refocus your gaze just a tad, you'll see that God is doing some pretty amazing stuff. And that's true in this next story from uh, the Middle East, a young lady by the name of Arya. And Tim, you've got this cut from this pastor by the name of Kareem, and he's in the Middle East. What you might expect is that the government would oppress a person who converts from Islam to Christianity. It happens, but this is not what mainly happens. Uh, What basically and mainly happens is that the family of the ex-Muslim are the ones who persecute him and would even try to kill him. And this would be viewed by the Egyptian law to be an honor killing. Uh, the, The main difficulty that faces people who convert is that their families... Uh, are not very welcoming of them and can be very hostile to them. Yeah, wow. Hmm. Yeah, that's Kareem, uh, Tim. He's a pastor there in the Middle East, and again, he does not exaggerate what's happening uh, in that part of the world. Many of the countries like Saudi Arabia, um, Egypt, uh, that's where he's from, uh, they exercise Sharia law. What's that mean? It means that honor killings and honor beatings are justified if somebody in your family would leave Islam and become, let's say, a believer, they are uh, subject to beatings and jailings, uh, even killings. Let me tell you what happened to a young gal by the name of Arya, 19 years of age. She had been raised in a strict Muslim family. Her father was a mullah. This was an educated man, an educated man that can interpret uh, Islamic law. <clears throat> but she said her prayers five times a day. She read her Quran. Of course, as I traveled from community to community there in the Middle East, I saw mosques everywhere. I heard those ubiquitous calls to uh, worship, uh, to, to prayer, and you would see people drop and face Mecca. It was very, very obvious that they were very devout in their faith. 
And that was her story. But those things brought her no peace. So here's what happened, Tim. A friend who received a Bible in a previous Bible League campaign, I would not be surprised if a WFIL listener sent that Bible in Christian love and faith, but invited her to a Bible study. So she went, and after about four weeks, she would come to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. She took her Bible, uh, Bible League Bible study booklet home. It's this little six-by-nine Project Philip Bible study. She took her Arabic New Testament. She hid both of those in her room because she still lived at home with her parents. Her mother rummaged around the room, found these materials, gave them to her father, who beat her unconscious. But it did not stop there. So the beating at the hands of her own father led to a phone call to the local authorities, and they took her away to a remote cell. Tim, it was there that they beat her, they violated her, they even tortured her. They, uh, Kareem tells me they, 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 a couple of fingers, they took fingernails out. I mean, this was pretty extreme. Wow. They did the, same thing, did the same thing to the Christian friend. They left them there for about two weeks, very little water, very little food, virtually no outside contact. And they let them go. They said, never speak of Jesus again. Again, they were viewed as infidels. And I can tell you that this is a fresh story. It happened only a few months ago, Kareem would tell me, that these women have gone on to lead about 50 people to Christ. All of these former Muslims and some of those militant Muslims who were pushing for Sharia law where they live there in Egypt, and yet now they're followers of Jesus Christ. Now listen, as I traveled the Middle East and I saw these stories, met these people, heard these stories, I thought, you know, if that happened to me, <laughs> my tendency would be to sort of be a Christian on the down low, right? Yeah, right, right. And yet for this young lady, Aria, 19 years of age, and my second daughter is not too far from that age, and so my heart breaks when I share the story of Aria and what's happened to her in Egypt, and yet she's squarely focused on Jesus and praying for a Bible. In fact, Tim, as I travel the world and I talk to Christians, whether it's in Asia or Africa, the Middle East, Latin America, when I ask them, how can we pray for you? I say, you're, you're living out your faith in a difficult part of the world. You know, not once do they say, Michael, go back and ask WFIL listeners to beg God for an end to all these troubles we face, especially the persecution. They never ask for that. They always say this, and I know they're being heartfelt. They say, pray that our love for God would increase pray that our love for others would increase and that we would see those where we live, for example, Muslims, not as the enemy, but as the mission field. Of course, they always pray for the nourishment that comes only from the Word, because, you know, at Bible League, we know this is what they suffer from, is not having easy access to a Bible. But God has allowed it to be uh, possible through this relationship that Bible League has with the under-resourced church all over the world. And so can we let Aria, can we let her first Christian friend know that those Bibles that you're praying for, they're asking for 50 right now, a modest number of 50, 50 Bibles in Arabic. Can we let them know that they are on their way? They're on their way. Michael Woolworth is with us from Bible League International. They have been serving the Lord around the world for 80 years. Uh, 800, yes, word is the number. If you would like to help out in this particular case, as we focus on the persecuted church around the world, specifically in the Middle East, Latin America, Asia, Africa, 800-YES-WORD is the number, 800-937-9673. Right in our homepage, also, there's the Stand With Them, Bibles for the Persecuted Church banner at WFIL.com. You mentioned there an important point just to remind folks, these Bibles will be in the language of the folks who are receiving them. Uh, It's a simple thing, but a very fundamental thing. Obviously, you want to open it up and be able to understand it. 
They're only $5, and our goal as a listening family is 2,200 Bibles total. So whatever piece of that you can do would be wonderful. One Bible is $5, seven is 35 20 Bibles would be $100. You pick uh, whatever it is, want it to be coming from your heart, and want to step into the lives and be a blessing. As you're talking, Michael, I'm, I'm just uh, ask, thinking, uh, because you, you do speak to these people from different cultures, this is different, I think, than somebody, say, who's 19 years old, who uh, you know grew up in America, and then went over to another country, and then that would be like culture shock, major culture shock, mm. what you just talked about. I'm curious mm. if you've had a chance to like talk to any of these um, kids. I mean, these are kids, teenagers, these who, are kids. right? Um, what is it about their their lives that maybe even lends itself to be like talking the way they're talking? They're mm-hmm. talking more maturely than me <laughs> or any of any three yeah. times, four times their age. Yeah. Oh, Tim, I'm so glad you asked that question. I asked one of the pastors, a man, uh, a man that I met there in the Middle East. I said, you know, where I live, we're often accused of resembling the church in Smyrna or Laodicea. You know, we're sort of fat and sassy. Yeah. I said, tell me, what is it here? He said, Michael, these believers, they take the, 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 the Sermon on the Mount literally. What did he mean? He said, you know, about three lines into that, Jesus says, blessed are the meek, they will inherit the earth. He said, you know what that means? He said, meek people are, don't merely, are not merely teachable, but they take that teaching and they put it into practice. He said, that's what's happening here. He said, the other part of that is so important, too. He says, they shall inherit the earth. I've always struggled to know what that means, Tim, but he said it's like the general who goes off into battle, and he's representing the king or he's representing the, uh, you know, just the, the, the government, the land that he's representing, and he goes and he brings all that to bear on this land that he's conquering, and he gets the spoils of the war. He said they take that literally. What's that mean? Hey, God is promising to bring the redeemed to himself, even in diff- – hey, not even, but in, in spite of the difficult parts of the world. He's doing this in the Middle East, and, and that's what this pastor said. They are meek. They take the teaching. They put it into practice, and God is, God is working in all of this, and um, they are inheriting the earth. What's that mean? All of these new believers, Ahmed, those 50 young men that he's led to Christ – as, oh. as a 14-year-old. I mean, really. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's and you know, what's, you know what's great, Tim? On this side of eternity, it's reasonable. You're probably not going to meet those on the receiving end of the Bibles you send. I mean, think about the Middle East. I wouldn't – I don't know that I'd advise your listeners to go there right now. But is it not reasonable that in eternity somebody will stop you and say, look, I know it was just a $50 gift or, you know, whatever, but I was on the receiving end of that, and I was enabled to live out my faith in Jesus Christ, and here's what God did with all of that. And so would you let that be an encouragement to you today? I know you've got a lot of noises and messaging that comes to you, and we're asking you today, praying that you won't just say, boy, that's an interesting story, or what a difficult part of the world to to live out your faith, but today... You'll become a Bible sender. And let me thank Ellen of Quakertown. Tim, listen to this. A gift of 60 Bibles, a $300 gift just came in. Uh, Ellen of Quakertown. Cheryl of Philadelphia, a gift of 20 Bibles today. We talk about that multiplier of 12. Here's Aria leading 50 people to Christ. We talk about the multiple of 12, that multiplier. You know, 20 Bibles today means about 240 people will be impacted for the cause of Christ. Do the math. Give what's meaningful to you and your family, but let this be the day that you say, I'm not simply going to say, again, an interesting story or what a difficult part of the world, but I'm going to get involved and become a Bible 
sender today. We do have one more break to take. But before we do, also, Michael, just uh, to touch on what you just said there, there are a lot of distractions and there are a lot of options for people. So, A, if you don't contribute, that's okay. We love you as mm-hmm. listeners, each and every one of you. Secondly, this is an opportunity. So view it in the positive sense. And thirdly, you don't have to stop your whole life. You're still going to have other stuff you got to do. Dinner ready, kids going to baseball mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stop your whole world, get your mind around it. To do it, you could actually just call. Michael's mentioning a couple minutes. Just know that that happened. That's part of your day. You can decompress later in the day. Say, I called. Yeah, we we did ten Bibles. That was great. And what else? How was your day? You know. So make it make it part of your every day. You don't have to shift your whole brain brain space. I sometimes wait for the perfect moment. Sometimes, and you don't need to do that. So um, toll free. It's eight hundred. Yes, word eight hundred. 937-9673, WFIL.com for the Stand With Them Bibles for the Persecuted Church banner. Either way, it's $5 per Bible, 7 for 35 20 for 100 whatever you can do. We're going to take our short break, and then we're going to wrap up our conversation with Michael Woolworth from Bible League International. First up, a quick note, TBN has a brand new show. You can check out weekday afternoons, 1.30 in the afternoon. Better Together is the name of it, TBN's first daily original program. It's a show made by women for women. Better Together is presented from an uplifting perspective, looking to encourage viewers in their day-to-day lives. You're invited to grab a, a cup of your favorite coffee and join Victoria Osteen, Lori Crouch, and Christine Kane for authentic, fruitful conversations about faith and life. Enjoy a sense of community and grow together. Better Together tackling a variety of topics, including friendships, identity, intimacy with God, children and family, social media, and how to hear God's voice. Again, all from an encouraging uplifting perspective. Each week, topics change, keeping things fresh and relevant. On the next edition of Better Together, the uh, group will be discussing removing the barriers that hinder a relationship with God. That's Better Together, weekday afternoons, 1.30 Eastern on TBN or anytime on the TBN app. Why live alone when we can do life together? Better Together. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons, 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. All right, that's our conversation that we had coming into our day today with Michael Woolworth, who now joins us live as we've been sharing some of those stories, including the one that he was talking about there, Bible League International Service to the Lord Around the World, uh, the Persecuted Church is what we're focused on this time around, Africa, Asia, Latin America, the Middle East. In our uh, in our remaining moments, Michael, uh, what, what, do you want to pick another part of the world to chat about a little bit, or you yeah. tell me? Yeah, let's do that. Tomorrow, let's focus a little bit uh, in China. Of course, that's a, that's a hotbed right now for Christian persecution. The same is true for India, and we'll update your listeners and give them a chance to, uh, to, to make a big impact uh, in that part of the world. Yeah. yeah, you know, last year I was in uh, Tanzania, Africa. You've got this audio cut from a man by the name of Duwesi. If you want to play this, I'll come back and tell you a family that I met uh, there on the continent of Africa. This is Duwesi, uh, and he's in Africa. We have a great need. We don't need food in the church. The 800,000 Christians in this land do not need food from you. But they are only crying out that you give them the word of God. And whoever comes our way and is able to give us a Bible, it will be a great blessing. It will be better than giving us food to eat. That's pretty profound. That, that man's in Ethiopia, a pastor by the name of Duwesi. I know some of that may be hard to understand just because of the sound quality, but what's he saying? We're not asking you to drill a well. We're not asking for medicine. We're not asking for food. He said, but make no mistake about it. We are praying for the spiritual nourishment that comes only through the Word of God. So that's 
What we're doing today is asking you to send that $5 Sims of Bible, 800-YES-WORD, 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D. Not far from there, Tim, I was in Tanzania, Africa. It's everything that you see in National Geographic. It's home to Mount Kilimanjaro. The Serengeti is here. And I can tell you the village we were in was very, very remote. We were there specifically to give out Bibles to hundreds of graduates of our Project Philip Bible Study. We talked about that earlier uh, in the hour. One of the women I found out was the former village witch doctor, 65 years of age, a woman by the name of Mabel, who had been, again, a high pillar in that community, had left all of that to follow Jesus. And when I gave her that Bible, she held it above her head as high as could be, ten times saying, I'm a new creation in Christ, I'm a new creation in Christ, I'm balling, I'm a baby, you know what I mean? Uh, This is absolutely amazing. But, Tim, I could not help thinking about your listeners who have given so sacrificially over the years to see something like that happen. But as we wrap up, let me tell you real quick a story of a young man named Barack. I met his family. Who's Barack? An albino. Anyone that has albinism lacks pigmentation in their skin, hair, and eyes. That was the story for him. His father had left the family years ago, could not deal with that situation. His mother, Mary, they called her. She had a very long uh, African name, about 16 letters. They shortened it. We called her Mary. What a joy to be around. Let me tell you what happened. Uh, In that part of the world, witch doctors, witchcraft, very, very prominent. If they find somebody who's an albino, it is a big score to sacrifice to their false gods, a limb or even a body, a full body of somebody like that. One day they caught this boy who was coming home from uh, school, about 12 years of age. They took the left arm, they took the fingers off his right hand, they took his teeth, they took his tongue to him, but they could not take his joy. Why? He is a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ. In fact, the story that we learned and we saw lived out right in that little remote village was that a hundred people had come to faith in Christ as a result of that boy's suffering. Those that attacked him, they hate Christians. You know why? Because Christians oppose their worship of pagan practices. But he was also uh, 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 he was also targeted because of his albinism, and yet the mother had found within her spirit the ability to forgive, and those around them just stood in amazement. How can you do this? And of course, she was able to share the reason for the hope that's within her. Two of those that went, came to Christ, Tim, of that hundred were former witch doctors who at one time sought to harm this boy. This is the persecution of Christians. It happens all over the world. You would think that the church has no chance of being the radiant bride of Christ. But, Tim, through my travels, I'm able to tell you that's the case today. Can we send Bibles? They need 100 right now in Tanzania, Africa, for new believers associated with this young boy, Barack, who's known untold, untold pain and suffering. But God's doing amazing things there. It's unbelievable. It really is. And it's, it's, uh, it's almost too good to be true in the sense that we can just pick up a phone or go online and, and in two or three minutes— at least do something. And it's a very fundamental thing, but it's very much needed, mm-hmm. you know? So let's do that. 800-YES-WORD, 800-937-9673, WFIL.com. Click the Stand With Them Bibles for the Persecuted Church uh, banner and jump on board. Let's get that 100. That'd be, uh, you know, $500 worth of Bibles. And I'm sure that, the, mm-hmm. that our audience can gobble that thing up real quick. Uh, as we wrap up, Michael, thank you for taking time. And, and we're looking forward to tomorrow, Bible with Michael, uh, Bible League for uh, International for many years and seeing these things firsthand. It, it must really be, uh, you know, as much as you see, it must be unbelievable to keep seeing these stories firsthand. 
Well, God's doing amazing things. That's why people like Kenneth, Eric, Shelley, John and Gail, Richard, Cheryl, we'll thank others tomorrow, are getting involved in becoming Bible senders. Yeah, if one part of the body suffers, we suffer together. And that's what we're doing today, Tim. We're suffering with these believers, and we're making a difference in their lives, even half a world away. Let's do it. Thank you, Michael. We'll look forward to continuing our conversation tomorrow. And once again, for our listeners, 1-800-YES-WORD, 1-800-937-9673. A single Bible is $5. You could do 7 for 35 20 for 100 whatever you can do. Greatly appreciate our overall goal, 2200 including the 100 for this village in Tanzania. One more time, 800-YES-WORD, or click the WFIL.com, uh, the banner there, Stand With Them. Bibles for the Persecuted Church. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Good evening. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.